Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. here's your host, Jason Swigard. Been a fine good morning to you all. Courses getting some much-needed rain here this week in the area. A little moisture there. It's getting a little dry in spots uh, around the state. It was uh, a big surprise to look outside and say, wow, it's raining. It hasn't raining so long. It it's seems been that, a long time since there's been measurable rain like that. Yeah. Except for the the fact that we need rain we to need live. Uh, well, that and hopefully it's uh, raining in other spots uh all the wildfires going on so we hope uh, oh, that will certainly help their uh, causes trying to put some of those blazes out yeah it's sad i have some friends in santa cruz and they had to evacuate yeah. so our prayers are with them yeah. that's a very difficult situation but uh but no we got uh, 60 minutes of uh golf plenty going on the fedex cups uh, reached the playoffs the uh, lpg's got uh lpga has a, a major going on across the pond uh, last week we saw the U.S. Amateur and Bandon Dunes, and it just took. I don't, I don't know. I watched more of that tournament than any other tournament last weekend because it took me to a different place. Well, I I like the idea that the weather can can challenge players. It makes it really uh, sets aside those who can handle it and those yep. who can't handle it. Uh, the ladies are getting creamed. Uh, Bandon Dunes, you know, showed what Bandon Dunes is, and it's a lot like Scotland yep. and Ireland. Uh, you have to be able to manage your the golf course and your game. Well, and that was the one of the amazing things. We'll probably talk about that later on. We are going to talk to uh, one of the one of the guys who played in that U.S. Amateur, uh, Vancouver native, uh, now a junior at Oregon State on the men's golf team. There, Spencer Tibbetts going to join us at eight fifteen. We'll get a feel for just what it was like to be out there 
at that level of competition, but also, and he's pretty familiar. He had some local knowledge playing Bandon uh, in some collegiate tournaments as well as having access to it, obviously growing up a little closer to it than some of the other guys that are seeing it for the first time and didn't know what to expect. So it would be interesting to get his perspective. Yeah, it could be a real challenge. If he, you need a good caddy, I can tell you what, that. Uh, but on the other hand, having that, that local knowledge really helps being able to play in that wind if you've never played in it before. A lot of these players have. So so many of them are from uh, from the south where you do have prevailing winds. The Texans yeah, know Texans, how to play in the wind. Yep. And so uh, I, I thought the amazing thing was going from the, the round of 16 and quarterfinals where the wind was howling, then Saturday everything laid down and it was as pristine – sunny beautiful as you could ever hope it to be and then sunday in the championship match now you get the marine layer and the fog coming in and they were trying to finish up that to hold it a couple of times because you couldn't see a hundred yards down the fairway from the tee box yeah that's that's really tough especially for these guys for for those of us who don't hit it more than 100 yards, it wasn't a big challenge. <laughs> but for these guys who are hitting it 300, it can be. And then uh, joining us in our uh, Ask the Pros segment, Bob Duncan, who is a teacher, coach, master club fitter. He's the 2017 Oregon PGA Teacher of the Year, working out at Emerald Valley Golf Club down at Crutswell. Uh, and his system, the golfer positioning system, uh, really learning it. There's so many people, you sit on the, a range, you work on a swing, get some basic fundam fundamental mechanics down, but then going from there, working on just a swing to actually playing the game and learning how to put a score together and learning how to play holes is where a lot of people, the frustration sets in. It's like, well, I hit it straight off the the mat or the tee at the range. It's like, well, yeah, everything's set up there for you to hit it straight. Yeah, you really have to change how you think. Yeah. You're either playing the game or you're playing a swing. And if you're playing a swing, then hang out at the range. If you're playing the game, you got to be on the golf course. So Bob will join us, uh, kind of give some insights how to change your mindset mm -hmm. when you go out on the course and what you need to be paying attention to and how you can improve yourself based on what you're doing out on the course. So I'm really excited to talk to him because we've gone through most of the the fundamentals in changing right. How yeah. you how how a swing should come together. Now it's a matter of actually using it and putting it into implementation. Yeah, which is very difficult. We all struggle with that. Taking our swing to the golf course, taking and and preparing to play the game, knowing how to how to prepare to play mm -hmm. the game. And Bob uh, will give us some really good insight there. So we're looking forward to that. You can reach us on the fan text line 503-250-1080. We're yeah. a little slow because we don't have any coffee. Yeah, we're playing this morning under protest because the building's out of coffee and uh, nobody alerted us. And so we're... Uh... I was just under the impression you're hungover. No, no. Because I've heard you hungover on the air before and this this is it. This sounds a lot like it. Yeah, this is pretty much No, it. this isn't even close. Yeah. I was there for the Vegas Yeah, show. I know. Yeah. I was a mess. Yes. Harold, do you, Harold, were you here for the Vegas show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. It was Barely terrible. made it here in time and yeah, then got on the phone and sounded like a frog jumped in his throat. <laughs> no. We're just, uh, we're just uh, needing that extra little kick. So, yeah. no. Life was good. I was here at uh, 645 this morning getting everything organized. I mean, that doesn't yeah. mean that you didn't come in hungover at 645. No. Hungover people get up early. I used to. No. 
Nope. Not at all. We're ready to go. We just need a little coffee. We're playing under protest. We're a little cranky. So with that. Yeah. Text us some coffee. Let's go inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. We'll start with the Corn Ferry Tour. They are in Columbus, Ohio, the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship at, uh, I think it's the Ohio State. It's the Buckeye course, I believe. Uh, it's a they... Scarlet course. In Scarlet score. Yeah, yeah, I've played that. That's We talk about difficult golf courses. Ohio has them in Firestone. Uh, they're narrow with a lot of trees. It's a very difficult golf course. You better hit it in play there. Yeah. No question. The scores aren't going as low as we saw last week at Boise. Curtis Luck is your leader at uh, eight under par. Lee Hodges, who won here at Portland a couple of weeks ago, he's in a uh, group tied for third at six under par. Last week, it was Steven Yeager who tore up uh, Hillcrest down in Boise to get the victory. It's his fifth victory on the Corn Ferry Tour. He, of course, uh, shot a 58 on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's just one of those guys that he's got the game uh, to to do it, and then he gets to the PGA Tour, and for some reason he can't. And we're seeing more and more of these guys that can you know, be successful on the Corn Ferry Tour, but making that jump and being consistent, staying on the PGA Tour for some reason, just uh, a difficult, difficult task. He's got all the he's got all the game in the world. Yeah, there's so many good players yeah. out there, and and this is golf, and there's no guarantees uh, who's going to show up that day, what swing is going to show up, well, your mindset. There's so many things that can go right and wrong. Uh, you just never know. Uh, I think we've all been spoiled by the successes of certain players like Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas. Uh, Jordan Spieth, we look at Jordan Spieth now and we say, you know, the guy's a failure. Are you kidding? No. So uh, it's really hard to not only get on the tour but stay on the tour and then to win. Uh, But we're seeing some some names here on the Corn Ferry Tour, Vince India, uh, Ali uh, Snyder-Jans, Lee Hodges. There are some players that you're seeing – week in and week out. And these are the guys who are going to make that jump. I don't know how they'll do uh, nerve-wise when they get up on to the uh, to the major tour, but based on what they're doing now, I, I think these guys will do quite well. Okay, well, Steven Yeager uh, is three under. He's getting ready to tee off here in a little bit. So also these guys playing, uh, there are five spots in the U.S. Open. So over these three web uh, 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 Corn Ferry Tour finals events, they will take points, basically, and the top five point getters over those three tournaments will get spots in the U.S. Open. And and tell me that there's like about eight or nine guys here that are fighting for those five spots, uh, and some of them have uh, f- were in and now out uh, and looking to improve. Uh, who are we watching? Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who who was uh, in two weeks ago prior to uh, the uh, Winco. Oh, that was Dylan Wu. D- Dylan Wu. He was in, and then then he yeah, fell. Yeah, he's out had a rough couple of weeks here. Did not make the cut this weekend. So, um, so yeah, he's trying to uh, get things back in order. But yeah, it's going to be a wild scramble. 
uh, with this and then next week at their uh, Corn Ferry Tour uh, championship event. I believe they go back down to Florida, but we'll uh, we'll double check that one for you. The women, as we mentioned, their first uh, major of the season. They are at Royal Troon for the AIG Women's Open. And uh, yesterday was brutal on the scoring. The weather, the wind whipped up. Uh, and there was only one player under par at the end of the day. That was Danny Holmquist of Sweden. Uh, today, however, conditions, uh, conditions much easier. A lot of red numbers on the board right now. Sophia Popov is at two under par. Minji Lee's at two under. She had uh, one of the only rounds under par yesterday to climb up the leaderboard. And so Lydia Ko is in contention as she tries to uh, rediscover her game. She's even par right now. Austin Ernst is at even. And uh, it's a good leaderboard forming up. So it's going to be interesting to see what the conditions are. And if you're in protection mode, just trying to make pars and not giving strokes away to the field, or if things uh, are a little easier, the wind is down a little bit. That's what it looks like. We're watching it here on the big screen. Uh, and the wind is still howling. It looks like it's about 20 25 miles an hour. This is typical of what we what we find mm. at Bandon. Uh, I think the other day when they, they had the wind up to 30 miles an hour, that's survival mode, and you're just trying to hit the ball solid, keep it in play, keep it yep. in front of you, uh, not get too worried about uh, making a bogey uh, and accept as many pars as you can. If you get a birdie, it's it's really a yeah. gift. Um and then Let, but go ahead. last week's winner, it was nice to see Stacey Lewis win last week the Scottish Open, but she didn't even make the cut. She was plus 10, and the cut was pl- the cut was plus 9 to give you an idea of how difficult this course is. Uh, that's, I think that's the highest cut I, I have seen on any tour yeah. for quite a while, or, or if ever. And so, but Stacey Lewis back in the winner's circle. I believe that was her first win since she won in Portland at the Cambia a few years back. Yeah. So it was uh, good to see her first uh, first win as a mom, I believe. So, uh, well, the first time in, to her. Yeah. In almost three years. 2017, she yeah. won at Cambia. Uh, the cut line much lower for the PGA Tour's first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs at the Northern Trust. Scotty Scheffler going low, shooting 59 in the morning. Then Dustin Johnson comes out. He's, what was he, 7 under through 5 holes, 11 under through 11 holes, staring down Lord knows how low a score, and then he pars the last 7 holes coming in, and he had makeable birdie putts. He burned the edge on 17, should have dropped that. Should have shot 59. Is that the worst 60 in the history of golf? Yeah, I, if I shot 60, I wouldn't be disappointed. Uh, I, But we're on two different levels. Dustin Johnson shoots 27 on the front nine. And as you're saying, he could have gone he could have shot to 56. 50, yeah. Uh, but he's been struggling with the putter off and on. He's very streaky. He's been working with it, uh, with his instructor on it. Um he has a tendency to take the putter head a little bit inside and he pushes things or he just he gets a little wristy, a little handsy, so they're just trying to settle his uh 
his arms and his hands down so he can make the stroke more in his shoulders. And that's very difficult when you're under pressure yeah. not to allow your hands and and on a full swing, your feet to start jumping around. So, uh, yeah, Dustin's out in front by two shots. He's 15 under. Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Davis, a couple of youngsters at 13 under. Harris English and the Louis Ustays and in at 12 under. Uh, big week for our band, Scott Harrington, the Portland native. He's seven under starting the day, but he needs to get further up. He's probably going to have to have a top 10 finish to get into the top 70 to play next week, but good to see him going low. He'd had, uh, he had had a rough week at the Wyndham, uh, did not make the cut with a big number. So he got it rolling. If he can roll in some more putts, the putter's always been his bugaboo. But uh, keep an eye on him. If he can get hot, get into that top 10, he could uh, play his way to Chicago next week. Yeah, this is really interesting right now. If you're into math, you can, this, this is the time of the year that your, your life is going, your, your goals are going to be fulfilled. You get a chance to look at where they stand as far as the FedEx Cup points where they stand as far as getting into the top 70. And if you miss a cut, now you don't have a chance to get into the top yeah. 70. And and who's who's missed the cut that's not going to get in? Uh, Jordan Spieth. Yeah, there you Kepka go. Kepka pulled out. He's trying to uh, rest his hip and his knee so he can play in the U.S. Open. That's the other piece of it, too. The U.S. Open is right after the Tour Championship. So. Well, they've, yeah, they've got uh, the Tour Championship. Then they have a week. Yeah. Uh, they've got another tournament. A lot of these guys to take a week off and then play the U.S. Open. This may be a blessing in disguise for Brooks Kepka to to take a break now, uh, not worry about the fifteen million. You know, yeah. uh, you and I'll throw a couple of bucks his way to, so he can make I it through. I think Brooks is okay right now. He's all right. Yeah, he's okay. All right, I was ready to write out a check to him. All right. Well, yeah. we can't write a check to our next guest because he's still an amateur. So Spencer Tibbetts, uh, junior down at Oregon State. Vancouver native. He's going to join us, talk about his experience uh, down there uh, last week at the U.S. Amateur at Bandon Dunes and also what he's hearing about uh, deciding to, if he wants to go pro, if he wants to stay amateur, is he going to have a, a season coming up with everything that's going on with the NCAA and Oregon State? We'll talk to Spencer Tibbetts as we get going here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 818 here this morning. Golf in the Northwest. Jason Swigard, Harold Bluestein with you. Uh, more on the FedEx Cup playoffs and uh, what we're seeing out on the professional tours a little bit later. But right now we are very pleased to have joining us uh, Junior on the Oregon State men's golf team. We got to the round of 32 at the recently completed U.S. Amateur down at Bandon Dunes. He is a three-time Washington State High School champion out of Fort, uh, Fort Vancouver High School. Spencer Tibbetts joining us now. Good morning. Hopefully we didn't get you up too early this morning. Uh, I get, I'm guessing it's an afternoon tea time this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Afternoon tea time. Yeah, <laughs> not too early, though. You're good. <laughs> Well, uh, let's start with the U.S. Amateur uh, down there abandoned last week, uh, knocked out in the round of 32. But I'm curious, from your perspective, was it more nerve-wracking in the 36-hole stroke play and just kind of a mad scramble scene to get a spot in the field? Or then when you got into the match play and, and the grind of that, was that, did that do a different number on your nerves? Um, honestly, I, I thought the round... Uh, the qualifying portion was pretty um, pretty stressful because um, abandoned. You know, it's it's known for being really windy. It's on the coast there, and um, 
it's just howling the entire round and you know you're trying to every par is just so important and you know it's uh, you know there's tough pins it's burned out it's just uh it's really tough and uh, playing through all that wind and stuff it was stressful and uh i had i found myself like a lot of holes just having to make you know six to eight footers for par and and all that wind, I mean, it's just, it's hard because you got to read the break of the greens that we go with and then play for the wind as well when it's blowing that hard. It's just, uh, I found the 36 holes very stressful, but I was very happy to um, find my way in the top 64 and give myself a chance to move on. Spencer, which uh, course did you play for the qualifying? Um, my first round, I played uh, the original Band of Dunes. And then my second round, I played uh, Bandon Trails. Okay, and uh, I know what it's like. Uh, Bandon Trails a little better protected than Bandon Dunes. You're out there in that wind, and that is so tough to to handle. Like you said, it was just trying to manage your way around the golf course, uh, and as well you did to make that top uh, 64. Um, how do you how do you play in that wind how do you manage yourself and think your way around um for me i really try to lower my expectations um i try to um i try to lower them like every time i play to begin with but especially when i'm playing that much wind um i just like to be able to give myself a little bit more like just to free my mind a little bit and understand, like, I'm not going to hit perfect golf shots, especially, like, when it's this windy out. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's okay to hit bad shots. Like, everyone in the field is going to hit shots that they would rather not hit. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just – I had that mindset. Um, I've played in a lot of wind before. Um, I feel like I'm very good at flighting the golf ball. So I had a good chance to – going into the tournament to do well – uh, in these conditions. So do you play your, I know you flight the ball fairly low, although you're capable of hitting it high. You purposely flight that ball low. How do you do that? Uh, yeah, I purposely flight it low. Um, for me, I like putting it back in my stance and, um, hitting down a little bit more. Um, I, and plus I'm a drawer of the golf ball. So I feel like it's a little easier for me to keep that ball down um and just not have quite so much backswing have it balloon up in the air spencer tibbetts is our guest junior for the oregon state men's golf team and uh graduate of fort vancouver high school as he uh joining us now fresh off that u.s amateur how excited were you when you saw it was going to be at band and dunes you played there in collegiate tournaments uh with uh with the beavers and i'm assuming you've had other opportunities to get down there being so close to it here uh how much were you excited just to be able to to play in that tournament at that venue oh i was very excited i was i actually played in the u.s amateur last year as well uh, i was asking around where it was going to be held this year and i was i, I was told it's going to be abandoned dunes and i was like wow no way that's crazy like i <laughs> that's i really hope i can play on that one as well because i mean being the basically the hometown guy that'd be really cool but i didn't know about all the you know the covid thing going on i i was expecting there to be a lot of people a lot of support for me um at the tournament 
which unfortunately I didn't get this year. Um, but I was really excited. Like you said, I've, I've had college events at Bandit Dunes and, you know, I've been there with my team for like retreats and stuff. So I've been there, um, a good amount. And I really, obviously that property is, um, incredible. So I was, I was super happy to, to be able to play in that event at Bandit Dunes. Well, and your success uh, getting to the round of 32, getting out of that 36-hole uh, stroke play event, what did that reveal about your game and your mindset now for whatever may come? I, I, a part of that is going to be, you know, whatever happens if you're going to have a season this year and kind of how does all of that play in deciding where your golfing career may go from here? Um, making the... Making it the round of 32, um, it definitely it gives me confidence. Um, this this summer was pretty unique, um, considering my fall or my spring season got cut short. So I ended up going, you know, four four and a half months without playing a tournament, and then all of a sudden I just jumped right back into it in these these huge events, and I struggled a little bit early on just just coming out flat, just not really um, knowing what I was doing. But then towards the end, I, I got back into the rhythm of tournament play and started getting some confidence again. And, um, yeah, it's making it to the round of 32 of the U.S. Amateur. I mean, it's it's hard to be too upset. Obviously, I wanted to make it further. I mean, it's it's if you're an amateur, it's like you're – one of your very few chances to qualify for the U.S. Open and the Masters. So um, it, it hurt to lose, but, you know, looking at the big picture, I mean, it's the biggest amateur tournament in the world, so you just got to keep the right perspective on that. And now you are part of that that bigger amateur world. Do you ever look at your rankings uh, as an amateur? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm top 100 in the world. That's pretty astounding coming from Vancouver, Washington and Fort Vancouver High School. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, coming out of at virtually nowhere for, you know, uh we're all pretty humble here, so it's quite uh you have some players out there who are coming from some well-heeled programs and and a lot of money <laughs> and and here oh, yeah. you are uh just scratching your way uh, forward, how do you feel you fit into that that top level of play now? Do you feel comfortable there? I do feel comfortable, and uh, I think players at that level, like everyone respects everyone. So, like, I mean, I whenever I'm playing with those guys, like, there's going to be, like, a couple guys who are just kind of, you know, stuck up and not really, I mean, they think they're, they're all that, but I mean, the guys at that level, it's just, it's, uh, it, we're all kind of like a family. So it's, it's really enjoyable for me to play with those guys. And I feel like I belong. I mean, I've proven time after time that I can, that I, that I'm, um, that good. So, um, yeah, I, I feel comfortable. It's, it's taken me a couple of years to kind of like realize that like, you know, I've, I've actually, I have the game and the mentality to be able to play at that level. And I think over the last year or two, especially, you know, playing the U.S. Open and all that, it's really helped my mental side to realize that, you know, I, I can belong up there. 
I don't have to feel like I like I shouldn't be there. So you got an invitation to the U.S. Amateur this year. They extend invitations for next year, and, and will you be playing again next year? Um, I'm not sure yet. It all depends on um, how the how the COVID situation turns out. Uh, the reason there are exemptions this year because there is no qualifying held, so it was all world uh, world ranking based. So I'm not sure if it's going to be the same way or not, but. Um, I'm not sure if I have uh, status into the tournament for next year or not. And then I guess the bigger question is, what are you hearing from from the Pac-12, from Oregon State? They canceled all the fall sports. Uh, I'm assuming that included fall golf tournaments. So uh, you you guys were looking to put a pretty good, strong team together there uh, with uh, a lot of the players that have come in in the last couple of years, including yourself. Do you know anything about uh, what the plan is? Um, so our fall season, uh, unfortunately got canceled and, um, I guess we're just hoping that we do end up having a spring season. Um, even that's not guaranteed. Um, I'm not, not too sure about that. I really hope it goes, goes through and how we have some tournaments to play in the spring, but, um, yeah, I mean, we were really looking forward to having a good year of our team is honestly pretty loaded. Um, so we were looking forward to it and it's, um, it's pretty unfortunate to have to, you know, not be able to, not be able to play because of the situation and not be able to compete. So, well, it was, uh, it was fun watching your ride down there at, uh, band and dunes and, uh, hopefully there'll be more opportunities for you to continue, uh, continue playing, uh, competitively. We look forward to what the future has uh, for you and we really appreciate you getting up, uh, early for us here on this Saturday, Spencer Tibbetts, uh, from Oregon state, uh, right here at Vancouver high school, best of luck to you moving forward. Hopefully there's going to be tournaments for you here, uh, very, very soon. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, Spencer. Best of luck. Spencer Tibbetts, Jr. Uh, at Oregon State and uh, now in the top 100 amateurs in the world. And uh, it's pretty special when we get uh, golfers that can get to this level out of the Pacific Northwest because we, uh, we don't have a ton of them. No. Well, we do have several, and, and we're excited for every one of them. You know, we talk about uh, Alistair Doherty. We've yep. got Spencer Tibbetts. You've got some young players coming up like Graham Moody. You've got um, uh, Brian Humphrey. So we, we have some real stars coming up uh, in the Northwest. We're all very proud of all of them. No question. So best of luck to him. Thanks for uh, joining us. We'll make the turn here. When we come back, we're going to talk to Bob Duncan, 2017 Oregon PGA Teacher of the Year. He's down at uh, Emerald Valley Golf Club down in Cresswell, Oregon. Talk about his GPS uh, academy and system, trying to help you actually play the game more efficiently, get those scores down by working on things on the course. He'll join us next here on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Lustein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.33 this morning. Following us, it's Center and Saint. We got some uh, NBA playoff action for you. Thunder and uh, Rockets coming up at 2.30. Then over on 9.10, 5.30 this evening, it's the Dodgers and the Rockies. And uh, so that's the lineup uh, today between the fan and 910. But joining us now 
on the line from uh, from Crestwell down at Emerald Valley Golf Club. Bob Duncan, the 2017 Oregon PGA Teacher of the Year coach and master club fitter. Good morning, Bob. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes for us here. Hey, hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. The rain has subsided, so a little moisture. Uh, everybody got up here in uh, in the Portland metro area. Don't know if it got down in the valley, but uh, green should be a little softer to fire at today. So uh, we're glad you're here to help us uh, figure out how to fire at them. Um, your the website, the GPS Player Academy, the Golfer Positioning System. Uh, kind of let us know the genesis of how you arrived at kind of this system and this approach to uh, teaching and helping golfers out there actually play the game. Sure. Um, it, it's, part of it started uh, when I was watching Tiger Woods hit a shot on the, on the eighth hole at Pebble Beach in, two, in, the, in 2001. And I, I saw two guys make birdie there, and it was uh, Tiger and Freddie. And uh, I saw 60 players go through that hole, and I, I thought to myself, well, these two guys made birdie and nobody else did. So what was I missing? How, how come those two guys made birdie, and they had a different ball flight than everybody else on that hole? And I just started to reverse engineer it, and I figured out, well, they were on a tight lie on a down slope. The ball came in lower. There's all kinds of little pieces that I picked up. And what I figured out was I really wasn't teaching people how to play golf. At that time, I was teaching them how to swing a golf club. So that little piece that I uh, saw Tiger do and Freddie, and I thought, well, you know, the, the perfect swing is not going to work everywhere on the golf course. So I had to figure out what I wanted to teach, and I had to take people on the course and coach them out there to get them to learn how to play better golf. And so I figured out, well, number one, they're probably not going to practice, so I'm going to take them out there and uh, feed them the information on the course so that they can better play and understand what they need to do to to, uh, play better golf. So, Bob, where do you start with a a player who comes to you? A student comes to you. Uh, they may be struggling. They may have played for a couple of years. Uh, they they hit the ball decently on the range, can't get to the golf course. But are you going to be assessing the weak areas of their swing uh, or their game and then proceed from there? How do you go about uh, getting them going? Well, it's it- kind of depends on what they want and unfortunately they don't always know exactly what I do on the golf course so some people say you know I just gotta fix my slice and then I'll be okay and you know while that may be true for the driver and certain shots on the course it's really not going to take them all the way around the golf course so I just say you know we're going to work on your skills as we see fit but we need to take those skills on the golf course and figure out what to do with them. I mean, the fact that I can hit, you know, uh, a pile of balls from one spot onto the green at 40 yards or something doesn't mean I can do it on the golf course. And what we found is uh, better learning uh, happens when you do things more randomly. And so what I do is I take them on the course and I find these different places where that that model golf swing is going to fail. And uh, I put them in those 
places on slopes and different grass conditions and wind conditions and landing zones. And I show them what, what's going to happen. The ball is going to go higher or lower than the range, farther or shorter, and it's going to uh, have different spin rates. And so there's different trajectories and there's all kinds of things happening on the course that aren't happening on the range. Bob Duncan is our guest, PGA Pro Master Club Fitter uh, down at Emerald Valley Golf Club. Uh, you can find him online, golfecoach.com. Learn about uh, the GPS uh, system. Now, is there a certain level of, of skill, some basic skills that, that players really need to have before they can start to apply the, the on-course learning? Well, um, yes and no. I mean, I like to take a beginner out in the golf course and show them, hey, this shot right here is different. So you're going to be going on the course with me or somebody else, and you have to understand that when that ball's on that slope six degrees above your feet or six degrees below your feet, that swing that you know is not going to work. So I just show them the position of the face that I want in those situations and say, you know, this is uh, going to change the flight of the ball. And sometimes I just go do it on a ball above your feet because everybody likes that better. And I just show them, hey, this is going to be a little different. And um, everybody thinks that they need um, more uh, skill sets and more uh, performance to go out and take it on the golf course. Um, you know, that 15 handicapper that's having a little trouble figuring out the low point, well, the low point's going to change when he goes on the course, so we got to, you know, work him into that too. So it's, it's a little different with everybody, but I try to get him out there as much as I can. So, Bob, let's give them uh, some uh, listeners some tips, and I know you love to give tips. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I don't, I don't give tips; I give golf lessons. <laughs> I'm the same way. Uh, yeah. So you've got the ball above your feet. Uh, yeah. Which way is that ball going to travel coming off that line? Well, most people are going to think it goes to the left and then they aim right and then they get it to the right. Now what they're not doing really is they're not adjusting or adapting to that surface. So um, I saw back in the day, I'll, I'll even use him now, I didn't used to name him before, but uh, Jim McLean back 15 years ago was hitting a shot off the side of a hill and he said this ball should go left so what I do is I choke up and I lean in and I, I hit, I try to hit it straight. And I thought, well, wait a minute, you just said it was supposed to go left. And so what I did was I went out and I thought, okay, if I choke up and lean in, it doesn't match the surface. My swing doesn't match much mm -hmm. of anything in that case. And it doesn't really hit the ball very well. So I started figuring out what I had to do to change and I came up with three options or or pieces of choices that the uh, player can make one of which is uh, you can set your uh, balance a little bit on your heels another is you can swing a little flatter and another is you can move the ball forward and so any of those three or all three will help you hit that ball the way the slope says it should be hit which is the, to the pull side Okay, now we take the other one, the tougher one, 
that ball Ooh. and i i had a shot we just got back from running y ranch which is a great golf course i had a lot of fun there uh i had a shot on their ninth hole i don't know if you know it but it's dead downhill right and yeah. and i'm on that lie with the ball um you know, the the surface is moving downhill away from me, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out, how, can I get, and I'm in the rough. I'm in the left rough. Yeah. How am I ever going to get this ball airborne out of this? Now, I pulled it off, but uh, how should I have adjusted to that lie? Well, first question is, how severe was it? Uh, I would say this guy had to be at about 15 degrees, which is severe. Okay, so the first thing I would do is lay a club down uh, with the grip pointing to down the hill to the target mm -hmm. and step on it. And what you'll find is if it's 15 degrees and you try to hit a 5-iron, that ball's not going to get airborne. Mm -hmm. If you step on that, that face, that grip is going to raise barely off, off the ground. So you're probably needing to add more loft to that in the first place. And then uh, most people set up to be comfortable with uh, their swing instead of setting up to the surface. So what I do on that case is um, I set up down the hill with my balance down the hill, with my shoulders down the hill. And you said it was also a little bit below your feet? Uh, yeah, it was a little below my feet. So not only the big downhiller, but then a little below my feet. Okay, here's the other hard part about it. You're going to need to set that club uh, with the sole of the club matching the surface. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, um, what's you know, if you set up in your normal setup position, that club is not going to match the surface. Right. And so it's kind of unpredictable what's going to happen. But when you set it, to the surface below your feet, now that swing has to be more vertical. And when it gets more vertical, it doesn't rotate the club face as much. And if the club matches the surface when you strike the ball, that ball should go to the push fade side of, of the shot, of the um, shot at, at hand. So essentially you're trying to adapt the, the impact position and then figure out what you have to do to get there. And basically it's uh, put your balance with the hill and try to uh, get the surf, uh, get the, uh, the swing plane to match the surface. Yeah, I, I, I hit it eight feet and missed the putt. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> which is the I way I... Putting too. <laughs> yeah, I needed to work on my putting a little bit. All right. Uh, Bob Duncan, our guest here. It is uh, the GPS Players Academy playbook. That is golfer positioning system, uh, an essential game-specific program. Uh, Bob's the professional down there at Emerald Valley. We're going to have to have you back because we got uh, so much more ground to cover. Uh, for people that want to reach out and get in touch uh, with you or learn more about uh, the GPS system, what's the best way to do that? Uh, they can get me at Golf Savvy at... Uh Excuse me, golf savvy one, the number one, at gmail.com, and they can come out to Emerald Valley. And uh, we have the Oregon Ducks um, practice facility back at the back of the range that is awesome, and we, I get to take players out there. 
And uh, one last thing, I'm working on a phone app that should be out in the next week or so, and it's called the Shot Finder System, and it's part of the part of the program. It helps us with uh, determining uh, different slopes and where the ball is going to go. Fantastic. We will look for that, the Shot Finder system. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and let Harold know when that's up, and we will find that and let everybody know about it. Bob Duncan, thanks so much for taking some time for us this morning, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you down the road. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. You too, Bob Duncan there. And uh, I, I will look for that app. So if that can help me, you know, figure out slope and those sorts of things, because that's where I'm at now. It's, okay, we've worked on kind of reinventing my swing and my new body and all those sorts of things. I have something that is repeatable that I can control that I mm-hmm. sort of know where the ball's going to go and how far it's going to go. Now it's time to, to play golf. Yeah, and Bob's been working on this app for quite a few yeah. years, and he's a very good friend of mine for the last 20 years, uh, a fantastic instructor. And when he say he's committed to making you score better on the golf course, you can believe it. And I'm I'm excited to see this app uh, because there are things – you. You could follow when he was explaining how to hit that yep. one shot. Um, we don't want to make golf a science experiment, but there are certain simple variables that you need to understand, and it doesn't measure any more than two or three of these things that you can that you can do. Uh, and the recommendation he was giving me for that type of shot, he basically said two two things there that were really important. Uh, And that's the way he will give you the information. He may attach some metrics to it, but it's really about having you be able to perform better on the golf course. Well, we appreciate Bob again. The uh, the uh, email address golfecoach.com will get you uh, all the information about that GPS uh, player academy and uh, how to get more information from him. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap things up. Find out about uh, you were down at Running Y this past week. So yep. uh, learn a little bit about that and uh, tee up for uh, golf this weekend as uh, we're coming down the stretch. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. 8.50 here. Thanks again to Bob Duncan and Spencer Tibbetts for joining us uh, this morning as we uh, wrap things up. Weather should be outstanding for the next uh, week, week and a half, low 70s or upper 70s, low 80s. Perfect. Uh, it'll be <laughs> nice and cool in the mornings if you prefer that. Uh, and so uh, we encourage you to get out. Get out there and play. Yeah, no kidding. I, I'm pretty happy that Spencer was able to get up uh, and be on the show. I knew as yeah, a, college, a college kid. Yeah. yeah. As a college student, I, uh, I wouldn't have been able to do the show until about noon. Uh, and I had a lot of eight o'clock classes that I missed, but, uh, uh, yeah. Thanks so much, Spencer, for coming on the air. Um, went down to running. Yeah, y. you were down at running Y, uh, for most of the week. How are things going down there? First of all, is there, uh, is it hazy? I know 
much of Northern California in that area is on fire. I don't know if no, there's there was going any, on. No, nothing at all. Well, that's good. No, it the weather was perfect. Uh, it was actually a lot like we have here, a little bit of um, hazy sky, but it was there were clouds, not any anything to do with uh, any wildfires. But uh, so very manageable. Got a little humid at times, but we had a great time. Uh, played um, 54 holes of golf. Go. How's uh, the course down there? Oh, it's in fantastic shape. And it's such a user-friendly golf course. It's an Arnold Palmer design. Um, and they are going to great pains to um, fulfill all of the necessary COVID protocols. Uh, it's tough to get into the restaurant because... Um, they can only seat certain yeah. number of people, but they got everybody in. They, they do it uh, through reservations. It may lengthen their day, but uh, it was really a very enjoyable experience. Um, but if you like a golf course, and I, I've not talked to anyone who hasn't liked Running Y who's been yeah. there. They said it's fun. It's tricky. I can tell you that the, uh, the greens break away from the mountain and toward the valley. So if you can get, you remember that, and your chip shots will do the same thing, uh, it'll help you putt a lot better. Um, fairly wide fairways, lots of tee boxes. I have five or six different tee boxes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, I move forward. The first uh, 18 holes that we played, we played for with a young man, Ryan, who's an Air Force pilot stationed down there. Uh, he said, I'm going to play the tips. I said, good for you. He lost two <laughs> balls in the first two holes, but uh, he was going to play the tips anyway. Uh, so those fly boys like to really crank the ball out there. Uh, but we had a great time, uh, and and we really want to thank the people down there, uh, particularly Jaron Mack, who's the head golf professional, for hosting us, um, and our accommodations were perfect. There you go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna figure out some time to get down there. I I know both you and and Dirt have said how much you've enjoyed that course down there. Yeah, it's and the fantastic. only the only Arnold Palmer design course in the state of Oregon. Is it really? I believe uh, so. I thought there was a, no. You're right. I think, I think that's uh, yeah the only one. Nicholas has some courses, obviously, and Ben Crenshaw and a lot of the mm -hmm. you know familiar. But I think that's the only Arnold Palmer design course here in the state of Oregon. So uh, Running Y Ranch, if you're looking for just a, even a quick weekend getaway, I know it's hard. You just feel like you want to go somewhere and be in a different spot. Um, That's what we did. Check we, them out. We yep. had to get out. We felt like shut-ins. And so yep. for so, you know, for the last several months. And so it was nice just to get away. And, uh, and we felt really safe down there. Yeah. They, they're doing a marvelous job. Well, we've got uh, the women are wrapping up round three here. Uh, so that'll be going on for a little bit longer. They're on Golf Channel. Now they're going to switch over to uh, NBC at 10 o'clock. Uh, but conditions much more favorable for their first major at Royal Troon for the Women's British Open. And then we've got the Northern Trust, and they are going low again. Uh, low round from the early players. Terrell Hatton is six under through 12. He's got it to 10 under par for the tournament. Uh, JT Poston is at five under along with Ches Reeve. So uh, the scores remaining low. We saw 59 and a 60 yesterday. Uh, and so I imagine you're going to have to shoot close to 25 under par, maybe even 30 under par with the conditions up there at TPC Boston. 
uh, who's, I mean, it, it's if, crazy. It's isn't crazy. It? If Dustin, now we'll see. I mean, that, that start yesterday was insane. Uh, he was uh, seven under through five holes, 11 under through 11 holes. You can't imagine that, but uh, we're seeing the general scoring is low. Birdies are a plenty. And so this course, uh, due to whatever conditions are there, I'm assuming not a lot of wind. Maybe there's some moisture so people can go at flags. When when these guys don't have any extra factors to worry about other than their swing and where the pin is and where they want to put it, they can go low. Yeah, and I, I you know, I'm going to be a little critical of the tour for setting up such easy layouts for these guys. Uh, it's going to get tougher as they move uh, to East Lake and and uh, the tour. We're playing Olympia Fields next week. Yeah. Uh, outside of Chicago. Right. I imagine they will trump that one up a little better. And I mean, there's only so much. You know, if courses are designed for you know certain conditions that are prominent for whatever reason they lay down like the wind or whatever there's there's only so much you can do well you grow the rough and you keep the greens fast but you know there's been a lot of moisture uh and and so like you say without those weather conditions slowing these guys down they can they can put up some really low numbers um lots of movement you're going to see in the next week guys are trying to get into the top 70 Top 30 have a chance to win the FedEx Cup. So you will not have someone who has won the Tour Championship and another player who has won the FedEx Cup. They're going to be one and the same. So you're going to see some pretty exciting golf in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Portland Scott Harrington teeing off uh, here in about 15 minutes. He's at seven under. Uh, he's going to have to go low, and he needs a top 10 finish, I think, to get into that top 70. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll be back with you next Saturday. Center and Saint following us here. That'll do it. Thanks again to Will Darkins. And for Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Uh, they are a great test of golf. The ladies are getting creamed. Yeah, uh, I know. Fiji's uh, in Europe. Uh. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.